You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with the day. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing, everyone, and welcome to the podcast tonight. I'm Isaac, along with Brother Anthony in studio and Brother Daniel on the telephone. We are your brothers just searching tonight as we go ahead and we dive into another topic that is a worldwide conversation. It is the coronavirus, and tonight we're going to deal with a couple of other things um, besides the spiritual point and the evangelistic side. We did that the last two weekends. Real good podcasts. If you have not listened to them, go ahead and take a listen to them. Um, before we get started, our Facebook page. Me and Brother Anthony started putting Facebook uh, live videos out there. Brother Anthony did one the other day about his book. Mm-hmm. Um, we're messing with a new um, studio type uh, platform to see if we can start going ahead and doing live feed or some type of video podcast for y'all guys pretty soon uh we share brother daniel's uh facebook posts when he goes ahead and feels the lord gives him some he has access now to the podcast uh facebook page so y'all get ready to hear from brother daniel as well as long as for me and brother anthony um if you already like us on the page great go ahead and share our page brothers just searching and get the word out that we're here we also have a twitter account brothers just searching twitter page our um, our user's name on there is seven 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 Romans all lowercase one zero one three. Also, we're our home church is New Beginning Fellowship Church. If you in the greater Brobridge area, we've been having some good service lately, and you might be saying, "How y'all having services?" We are having come as you are, stay in your car, drive in church services where everybody stays in their vehicles, but we're still together as a body of Christ, and we go ahead. And we have church. At least we're not con- we're not in the news and um, being controversial about still going to a building. We still got together and we can still witness. And we had a great turnout last weekend. God moved. And uh, it's just about to get better. Uh, that's 519 Parkway Drive in Bro Bridge. If you're in the Bro Bridge area. If you're not in the Bro Bridge area and you're wondering how to get in touch with our church or look up our church, newbeginningfellowshipchurch.com. Or New Beginning Fellowship on Facebook. Brother Anthony's book, we mentioned it earlier, The New Kingdom with Liberty Man and the Evil Stone is on Amazon right now. If you want to go ahead and look that up, purchase that book for us. And uh, Brother Anthony would be very happy. And I'm hitting everything tonight. (laughs) Uh, But uh, guys, we love this ministry. Uh, I said it last night on a live stream that I did to promote this podcast episode. We're waiting for God to do great things. God's leading me and guiding me in certain areas. I know Brother Daniel, Brother Anthony as well. We're just, we, we enjoy doing this podcast. We enjoy mm-hmm. bringing out information and we enjoy being used by the Holy Spirit. And uh, keep us in your prayers. We're not a mega ministry. We don't get paid to do this. We do this because we love the Lord. And uh, just, just keep us in your prayers. And um, any platform you're listening to. If it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Radio Public, Outcast, please go write us a review and give us a five star. That spreads out this podcast and suggests it to other people that listen to podcasts similar to ours. It gets the word out. And the Lord, we're praying that the Lord use this podcast. We have a lot of things in the work and we just want the Lord to use us. We want to give him 110%. All right, guys. Um, we're practicing social distancing right now. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) so through this pandemic um it started about four weeks ago we had an event planned and it got postponed because of this coronavirus i'm still in that attitude to where you know it's a virus but we're protected by the, the lord but four weeks later we have done two podcasts this is our third podcast dedicated to the coronavirus and it's just, it, it has swept the nation. It has swept the world worldwide. There's 1,413,415 confirmed cases. 293,389 have been recovered. This is worldwide. This isn't the United States. But it has taken a total of worldwide 81,200 souls. 
That's 81,200 souls that have went into eternity. Either heaven or hell. We don't, we can't, we hold more heaven than hell. But in the United States, ourselves is 3,092, 285. The recovery, we have 21,368 recovered cases. But in the, in the debt toll for the United States is 12,627. I think that's some old numbers because I went ahead and looked and heard on the radio. I think it exceeded 13. I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm using uh, Google's um, worldwide cases. Now, to bring out this point, this virus is very deadly. And it's all over the world. But from the start of this, I've been seeing on social media, <clears throat> excuse me, on social media of how people are saying, oh, this is too much of a coincidence. Oh, this is, um, it's tying into what China did to with the United States and their trade deal. Uh, it's in an election year. The Democrats are using this for their political agenda. The Republicans are using this for their political agenda. So we thought as a podcast group, we will go ahead and look into what is behind the coronavirus. We've looked at it through a spiritual standpoint. We use the we try to use it as an evangelistic tool. Last week we had Brother Ryan Neal uh, Kill, great minister from Texarkana, and he gave his insight of how he ministers through this pandemic. But you always have somebody saying there's something behind it. Basically, we're going into conspiracy theories and things we found out through research that have been going on with the coronavirus. With that being said, I open it up to the brothers just searching tonight. As I said, Brother Daniel and Brother Anthony is with me tonight. And guys, this is a mess. <laughs> this is a mess. And, and, and people, you know, I, I'm seeing on Facebook, Brother Daniel, we talked the other day. It is it. People are asking questions and we we're hoping we can provide some of the answers tonight. Amen. Praise God. So who wants to go ahead and start with that? Um, uh, go can, ahead, Boog. You can go, well, go ahead. Brother the Anthony. thing is like my study been studying this is that you got to understand in the future, we will talk about one world government one day when we get to Bible prophecy. And I'm hoping in the future, God will open the door that, we can talk about prophecy and the one world government. And we won't have time to talk tonight to talk about like who's behind it and the families and the billionaires. Because that's a whole nother subject, <laughs> a whole nother broadcast in itself. But we, I kind of noticed that when you study, and Brother Daniel, if he hears me, he knows as much as I do, that he studies on one world government as much as I do. And he knows that world government, they do two things. A, they create a problem on purpose. They will create wars or they will create their problems so people can come in and they can bring uh, the situation under their control. Or, you can, or what they do is they take a crisis that they did not make and they, uh, they make something out of it. Like, for example, uh, global warming. We're just using, I'm using it as an example. A tornado comes through a trailer park and they'll say, oh, you see, men did this, global warming, and men caused this through fossil fuels, and we have to tax people, and we have to stop planes, and this and that. And you got to think to yourself, what that has to do with global warming? It's been happening years we've been having tornadoes, you know, but they take situations like this, and they push the Green Deal, they push martial law, whatever they try to do, they push whatever they're trying to get, like gun control, they use certain events, created or not, to con it's, it's all about control. Like I heard one guy say this one time, it's not about the gun, it's about control. Right. It's the same thing was going on with the coronavirus. I I think that they're taking this to a whole new level. And I'll ask later on, we will play videos later on talking about how they actually admit that we say we don't waste a good crisis. So that's what we're gonna talk about tonight. We're gonna talk about the B situation you have a and b we would talk about b where they take a situation that they didn't create but they use it to promote a propaganda tool 
Yeah, and that, that's 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 normal in politics, you know. Especially right now, you know, we 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 have the stimulus packages came out. They're coming out with another one. And Nancy Pelosi, that was the first thing. Hey, let's spend more money. Let's spend more money. Like spending money and printing money is going to help us out. It hurts this nation. And look, the fir- the third one, you know, hey, it's helping people, but they, they added things in there. It's political agendas. It, it, you use an opportunity to either hurt you mm-hmm. or to help you. Mm-hmm. And that, that's one phase of it tonight. So, uh, Brother Daniel, what is your thoughts on this situation going on right now? Well, basically, as um, born-again believers, we need to be sober and vigilant to see what's going on. We are the ones that supposedly have, and we know that we do, have the advantage over the world system because we are blood-bought. We have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We are spirit-filled, and that being said, we walk in the Word, and we should be governed by the Word. So what that means is that we are walking in the light. If we are walking in the light, then the light is going to expose the works of darkness that's all the way around us. And if we look right now, brother. But the dark period in this whole wide world. This is phenomenal what's going on. I like to look, I just want to go ahead and read the definition of what the word pandemic means. And what it says, it says it's an outbreak of a disease that occurs over, occurs over a wide geographic area and population. But I like to redefine that now and say that it occurs over worldwide. You know what I mean? Worldwide on this one. This pandemic is worldwide. It's just not a just one area that's what's happening with it, but it's happening all over the world. So that speaks volumes. And so, you know, we need to, we definitely need to deal with this topic tonight. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have a lot of questions. What's going on? We try to speak about that the last time we were dealing with the, you know, the coronavirus topic as far as the spiritual realm of, uh, you know, what the church laid that up is. But now I believe that we're going to go, just a little bit deeper. We know that God has permitted this to happen, and we know that God is dealing with the church, and he's dealing with his world, but on the other side, the instrument that's been used is mankind, and so we've known from the beginning, like we've talked about uh, the Tower of Babel, that the enemy has always been trying to uh, manipulate he has, and he's had to see people, and he's brought many into, into the gates of hell, and he's changed no more even from then to now. We see that he knows that his time is is, is 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 late in the hour, so he's doing everything that he can to push his one world religion epidemic uh, uh, conspiracy. Amen. So, you got anything to say there, Bush? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I believe that if when you study history and you study the Bible, you know, men always desired to make a paradise on a dying, cursed world. And and, mm-hmm. and and how foolish it is that men can think that, hey, we can bring paradise on this earth by bringing fault, like getting all the religions together, economicalism, or in this case, we have world government people. They're like, well, if we bring all religions together, bring all politicians together, you know, we can make one big happy family and one big happy earth. But only Jesus can do that. You can never put your faith in men or in government and i feel like that's what's going on also with this thing satan is trying to let people have faith in their government or you know and mm-hmm. that's one of the worst things you can do if you look through history you study marxism you know how communism took over russia and you know you know that's as much as i do but then you you study history how hitler and the nazis and all these organizations you know they use fear to control people and I think, and then they, they promised the people, said, put your faith in us. We will make your utopia society. That's what, how Hitler did when he took over Germany. He was like, if you trust me as your fear, I will protect you. And uh, you'll be protected by the state. And, 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 and you'll be taken care of only if you pledge your allegiance and your loyalty. And I feel like, and that's what's probably, I think, going on right now. You know, a governor, some are, I was watching a video today how some are governor, governors, they are like, they want the government to come in and like, or the, the government themselves are the governors, the big, the big people to come and do something when they're supposed to do something. So that is opens the door for them, the government just to come in more and say, hey, we're going to take more control. We don't, we don't want big brother. We want a limited government because our founding fathers did not want us to, they didn't want big government. If you study our founding fathers, they didn't want this. They saw what happened in England when business and corporation and government got together. 
It was no freedom. It, it, you know, you had no freedom of speech. So we should not let government get bigger. That's the worst thing we can do. And so we need it where that we need government to be smaller. Still do its part, but not get bigger. Right. So right now we're dealing with the coronavirus. And it's a very interesting time that we're living right now. And um, that's one thing that the enemy wants to do. Now, we're, we're, remember, we're talking about about the conspiracies. Now, we're, we're looking at the negative side of what's really going on. We have to expose the works of darkness, as I was saying mm-hmm. earlier. And so if you look, I mean, America has been the beacon of hope to a point with the gospel for many decades, you know. And now, all of a sudden, we are down, basically, have been brought down to our knees. Our economy has been put to a standstill. I mean, everything has put to, to a halt. Everything is just as free. It's just frozen at this moment. And so that tells me that, that something is definitely going on because we're like the, the last nation in this world at this time to have the freedom that we have, even though it's limited point, and to have, you know, all that we have to express ourselves and to express the gospel of Jesus Christ. And now all of a sudden, with this coronavirus going on, everything has put to a halt. Well, I told so you. So we know. Well, I told you the no, other day I was listening to um, to Rush Limbaugh, and they had a guy taking his pa- uh, his place because Rush is having a couple of medical issues. And he said that, you know, every world economy right now, and that's part of the conspiracy theory, is China did this on purpose. China is the only economy right now not suffering. Because before the coronavirus, their economy was already going down. But every major world economy, the UK, United States, Italy, they, all their economies are trending down. So they're all back at the play, even, even playing field, you could say, in the market right now. Right, definitely. And so that's what makes it really interesting. I'm going to go to Revelation chapter 13, which says, uh, verse 16, everybody knows the scriptures about everybody, even heathen. And it says, and he causes all, both small and great, mm-hmm. rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, I know I'm jumping the gut a little bit here, but if we look at exactly what is going on, the battle is going on within even our nation, and specifically really in our nation, but overall in the world, that we're literally right now seeing the birth of a new world order, mm-hmm. which has been, been been planned from the beginning of time. But right now is a critical time uh, for this nation of ours in the direction that we're going to go. I'm going to say some things both tonight because, hey, we can't hold back no more. Mm. We, mu- we must blow the trumpet and warn our people. Right now, there's a deception that's going on in the world. The Bible says that if, if possible, even the elect, would be deceived, mm. and we really need to to open our eyes, have spiritual discernment, be in the Word and prayer to see what's coming upon the flat platform of this world. Now we said the word conspiracy earlier to the point that's true, but some of the research I've been doing is facts now. So what do we do with that? We have conspiracies, and now we have facts, and most of all, we have the Word of God that I just proclaimed right now. Right. The Lord said that these things were going to happen in the last days, and it's starting to happen. Amen? Mm-hmm. He's warned us. So let's talk about some of the things that are going on. I mean, who's the poster boy right now with the coronavirus? I'm yep. not talking I'm not talking in our government. I mean, what name comes to you? Now, I'm pointing him out right now, but there's a reason why I'm going to point him out, because there's some things that he is doing. He's a, he's a world shaker. I mean, he's 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 to me he's a globalist. You know, he's one of the elite. And if you pay attention to what he's doing, he's really pointing people to the way, kind of like a precursor to the mark of the beast. Mm. And so I call his name out as Bill Gates. Mm. Amen. Well, Bill Gates Bill is Gates being all name. over. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> and that's one thing that I just want to point out tonight. Because he is the one that's talking about uh, keeping the social distancing going on and and all these things. And, yeah, the economy is going to suffer for this and that. And, you know, I'll get into that a little bit. But basically, the things that he is saying 
are lining up with the word of God, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, we believe in the rapture. We believe that the Lord's coming for his church. Mm. But I also believe there will be a period of time where the Lord is going to test his people and to see who truly loves him. Mm. And then there, there, there's going to be those that are going to be left behind, my brother. There, there's those that are going to be left behind because their hearts are like, and we were talking about this the other day, my brother, about um, Lot's wife. Remember? The Lord right. said, mm-hmm. remember Lot's wife. You know, even though she was warned and judgment came to Sodom and Gomorrah, her heart was still towards that city. She was even given mm. instruction not to even look back, but she did. And I believe right now, this ain't some scare tactic I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to fearmonger people. I'm just telling people, prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord. As we start to see these things drawing near, the Bible mm-hmm. says the Lord's coming, and He's given us the signs and the warnings in the Bible how things would be before His appearing. And, look, and so, we, we can go into go a ahead. second part on on Lot's wife. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lot's wife turned back, and we saw the consequences she had from going back into the Come world. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Hebrews eleven. I think it's Hebrews eleven thirty four. I'm not sure. But in the Lord showed me that if you read that when it talks about Abraham, by faith, Abraham left his own country. Mm-hmm. But in a part of that mm-hmm. scripture, it said Abraham had plenty of times to turn back, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. turn back. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. He had faith in God. See, there's two differences right there. Lot's wife turned back and she turned into salt. Mm-hmm. Abraham stayed focused on God mm-hmm. and he had the blessings falling after him. It's the same thing with us. If we look back Mm-hmm. And go to our sins, especially in this time, mm-hmm. we're in trouble. But if we keep our eyes focused on the Lord, the Lord's going to bless us and give us knowledge and help us through the times that are coming about. And, and the thing you said that her heart, like Brother Dan, you said her heart was towards Sodom. And right there, when he said that, I picked it up. You know how many Christians now, the world, their heart is already in, in evil. But how many Christians are in church? And this, like Lot's wife, their heart is towards. They're in a building, they're in a church, they're in a service, they're doing the church duties, they're playing the part, but in their heart, are, are they like Lot? Are they going towards Sodom, the world? And, you know, and their heart is going not towards that, but to God, you know, it's, it's going to that instead of God. And, and we're going back to what we said last, uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. sports. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. And look, look, sports, I, I love sports, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm not urging to watch a football game. Now there's some days I'm bored. I want to watch something, Mm -hmm. but more people in the church Mm -hmm. rather want to stay home and watch a, a, in our area, the saints Mm -hmm. or the Dallas Cowboys or somebody that, you know, I'm going to point back to a movie, um, facing the giants made Mm -hmm. back in, uh, 2008, I want to say, Mm -hmm. And that coach that was talking to his football team said that he said, who won the, who won the championship 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Who won it five years ago? No one could answer. He said, y'all couldn't answer. Mm-mm. Let me tell you what's more important in this life. And then he let, he led that on the movie. He led the whole football team to the Lord because mm-hmm. we're not going to know who won the Super Bowl 10 years ago, unless you're a real sports addict and you know all that. Yeah, but no one's gonna Nobody's going to know that. And that's, that's the thing. Like brother Daniel said, the end is coming. Mm-hmm. And that's the Bill Gates is pointing right to that about certain things with the chip and with, you know, money situation going dollarless, which brother Dan, you're probably gonna bring that up later on. Yeah, definitely. If you all don't mind, I just want to give a quick little, uh, quick history of biography of Bill Gates. So we, can get a, we can get an idea of what he's thinking and how he's raised. Now, supposedly I've looked him up and his family was that it's like, if I'm right, if it's right. Raised Catholic, amen. So that's that's what's going on there with as far as his religion now. As far as him now, I've never heard a man mention even God anymore. So who knows that could have changed? You know, as, as intelligent as he is, he's been to. I think he was going to Harvard for my for a while in college in his younger years and all that. But we'll leave that alone. But basically, um, he was a uh, he was a college dropout. He he was in the, he went to college in 1973, but he dropped out in 1975. He went to Harvard University. But before that, he went to a nice high school mm. that was called Lakeside School, and he met a, a, an older guy that was a couple years older than him named Paul Allen. And so they ended up separating because this guy goes, you know, he ends up going to another to another college. Well, they end up meeting up back again together, started working together. And this is like, you know, at the beginning of, uh, of computers and all that, the 70s and 60s and all that. 
So they're, these guys are pretty intelligent, and they came together, and they ended up in 1975 starting forming Microsoft, which had a hyphen mm. before, before them two words. But later on, they just went into one word, Microsoft. And so basically what they were doing, they were making software for computers. And they did that for about five years. But the big, the big moment came for them in 1980 when IBM had their first personal computer, and Bill Gates was able to talk to them and set up a deal where he could put his software and their computers and voila, that's when they really started making the money. So by the time 1997 came around, Bill Gates became a billionaire at, at a young age. So, you know, there's a lot of history here with him having money and all that. Just, we're talking about a very intelligent man, a very intelligent man. Mm. So, you know, he gets married and all that. So in, in 1994, he came up with a foundation called the William H. Gates uh, Foundation. Amen. And then later on in 2000, he, he finally got married and everything. And then him and his wife, she had some foundations. They combined them together. And this is the one that became the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And they invested $28 billion comp, comp, contribution to form this new foundation. Well, later on in 2008, June 27th, was the last working day for Bill Gates with Microsoft. He ended up pulling that out of there, but then he took another position. And so in 2014, Gates stepped down as chairman of Microsoft to become the technology advisor, and now he started focusing a lot more into his foundation. And so this is where it begins. Um, I just want to give you a little history. If anybody wants it, they can go to YouTube and look up um, TED, TED Talk. And if you look up TED Talk and you punch in there and you put uh, Bill Gates and a pandemic outbreak, anything like that, you're going to find a video of Bill Gates talking about pandemic back in 2015. Now, around this time, they just burned, I think the Ebola just burning started in Africa. It was already finishing up. And so he just started warning the world that, you know, we're not really ready for, a, you know, for a worldwide pandemic. And, you know, we need to start doing the measures right now to prepare for that. So he was warning people about things like that and all that. So right now that has given him a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of ground that people respect him now because what he predicted back then is starting to happen now. But it's funny as you keep continuing to research him, um, he was also involved with the, with, with a group called event 201, which was just barely done just last year in 2019 or on October. And what it was, it was role playing, and they had a bunch of people come, and they were role playing like you know, they were playing acting like it was real, like this pandemic happened, and they were talking about how they were going to handle it and what they needed to do. They even used the word coronavirus on there, and specifically on that one, they said that it came from the nation of Brazil, and then it just started infecting the whole world. So it's so ironic that they were talking about these kind of things in 2019, October, and then voila, we're right where we're at in 2020. Some people say that's you know. Oh, that's just, you know, by chance and this and that. My own, my own gut feeling and my instinct is no, I don't believe it's by chance. Mm. I think something has been orchestrated, mm. you know, orchestrated. We know that the coronavirus is a two strand virus. It's basically like a biological warfare. That's what it is, a weapon. Mm. It didn't come from bats. It didn't come from animals. It was made in the lab. And that's some of the reports that we get now. We get so many different reports saying, that it was made in a lab in China. We're getting reports that it was made here in the United States. We're getting reports that someone got arrested for that who was scientists that sold it to the Chinese government, voila, whatever. But the bottom line is we know pretty much for sure that it is biological. You know, it's man-made. You, you know, Brother Daniel, we, uh, since you mentioned that, they had a lady on Susan Francis and Friends. She was a doctor mm -hmm. or a nurse. And she said that. She said this is, uh, this is not an ordinary virus. This was... Like you said, a lab type virus. She said that. So I find that pretty exactly. amazing. Mm -hmm. Now right. I'm going to just backtrack for one minute to give you a mindset of what's going on. Now remember, I said it was uh, when Bill Gates started really getting real popular with their with their Microsoft software, computer software. It was with IBM, right? The mm -hmm. big, that big. They, they got that big uh, contract. Remember, now IBM is a company that used the technology. To register the Jews during the Holocaust with the Nazi regime. Oh wow! And I want you to take that into consideration to think about this. Now people are going to be saying, "Oh, now, now you're accusing. Now you're just trying to 
put this puzzle together. No, I'm just connecting some dots. Everyone mm-hmm. has to figure out themselves on that. That's right. That's right. And so by, by me saying that, we know that Bill Gates has been one to push on vaccinations, and he calls himself a philanthropist, which means a person who seeks to promote the welfare of others, especially by the generous donation of money to good causes. So, you know, so he does a lot of good work and this and that, but there's an agenda behind it. Mm. And so what, what has he been, what has he been advising right now? Because people are looking to him right now. You got CNN, you got all the major networks that are asking him questions and, you know, what should we do about this pandemic? And he's given them some answers. As a matter of fact, he's, um, he's pumped over two, uh, he's pumped, he's getting ready to, he is, or he's going to pump like over $2 billion of his own money mm. to set up seven factories to find a vaccination, a vaccine for what's going on with the coronavirus. Wow. Uh, Think hey, about that for a second. Hey, Brother Daniel, is he the one that supported mm-hmm. uh, mostly the Democrat candidates like Hillary Clinton? Did he give money to them, I think, if I'm not mistaken? I didn't go that far back with him. I was just basically yeah. um, just dealing with where, where he's at. Now, this is what's going on right now. This is um, yesterday's news. But um, he's got somebody that he funded, and they are from, uh, let me see real quick. This is happening right now. This is happening right now. Uh, experimental coronavirus vaccine is starting this week from a small Pennsylvania-based biotech uh, named Innovio Pharmaceuticals received the regulatory clearance to begin testing. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, along with other nonprofits, has poured funding into the Novio's vaccine project. So this is going on right now. Now, this is what they said. The biotech effort uh, to have early safety data by late summer and is aiming to produce 1 million doses by the end of 2020. They're talking about making this vaccine to counter, you know, attack this mm-hmm. coronavirus by the end of this year. And so what, what's really going on? You know, what is really going on? There's a push uh, to vaccine the people. There's a, even a push to um, to do the, the digital ID in these last days, you know? They're talking about biometrics now. And biometrics is a very, a very unique word, you know? It's very unique. Well, basically, what biometrics is, is the measurement of your human characteristics. In other words, it means your the, the iris of your eye. It means the your fingerprints on your hands and those your voice, those kind of things. And we know that these things are leading one day to the mark of the beast. It's going that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So we're living in some interesting times. Amen. Some very interesting times. Very interesting. And I'm just like I, I get excited, but then my heart just goes out <laughs> to them that that are rejecting the gospel of Jesus Christ. They have no idea what's coming one day if they continue to keep their hearts hardened. They're gonna make a rap but they're, they're going to regret later on down the road. And that that's the point. You know, I was talking to a brother in the Lord earlier today, and uh, mm-hmm. I was messing with him. I said, how you doing in quarantine? And he's he's an essential worker, so he's still working. He said, he said, look, I'm not worried about this virus. I got peace. I got the peace of the Lord with me. And then I, t- I was at a store. This all happened today. It just so happened. And I went to the store, and I, told the, I was talking to the guy, and he was like, yeah, man, people are fearful out there. Man, I don't know what they're doing. And I told the man right off, I said, look, the way I believe, I said, I'm a Bible-believing Christian. I believe in Christ. He goes, yeah, me too. I said, you know, I read Revelation chapter 19 of the great right throne judgment. And I said, I pray for the people that don't know the Lord that they come because they have to face the great right throne judgment. They, they think they're fearful now. They would have to fear fear the Lord in that day. But uh, it, says, exactly. it says in Revelations that men's heart will faint them. Because of the end times, because of the troubles that's going to come on the on the earth. I mean, when the tribulation period is going to happen in the future, we will talk about more of the tribulation period. But since we're on the subject, I mean, the people are, fan, are frantic right now. People are scared right now. Can you imagine? And the economy's bad right now. This with this. Can you imagine when the church is out of the way? Okay. Can you imagine when the church is taken out? I think the economy is going to collapse. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to have to. You think about it because, mm-hmm. and we're going to deal more into that about the theories of the rapture and mm-hmm. the tribulation period and stuff. But the rapture of the church, does that, 
it doesn't matter. I don't know how many true believers out there. They they estimate one billion believers out there. Mm-hmm. That's every form of Christianity, though. Right, if it's Catholic, right. Methodist, you know, all that. Whatever. But mm-hmm. just say if it's five hundred thousand people, it all those all of a sudden people are disappearing all over the place. They won't know what's going to happen. And that, that's going to put yeah. fear and put people to have faith in the government. And okay, mm-hmm. that's true. I want to also mention something else, too. Some of the information I've been talking about more about Bill Gates is that, um, you know who the World Health Organization is, right? I mean, they're connected yep. with the UN and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But we know that they announced that COVID-19 was a pandemic on March 11, 2020, which was last month. But prior to that, it was Bill Gates that was pushing them to, to you know, proclaim it as a pandemic. And not only that, that he also went ahead and funded millions of dollars to certain organizations that were close to the World Health Organization. So here we go with this push. You know, we have to see for what it really is. You know, as believers, you know, we believe the Lord Jesus Christ is going to protect us from what's out there, you know. And um, I believe it's real. I believe some of it's real. But I also believe that some of it's just, it seems like it's just overreaching. You know, it's just a lot of, a lot of chaos. A lot of people are walking in fear. So what's really the agenda behind all this is going on? You said it earlier, book about, you know, what were you saying about um, how they take advantage of, a, you know, of a crisis mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's going on. So, you know, I've just been doing research and just kept looking and kept looking. It's just like he's the poster boy uh, for the answer on how to deal with, you know, the coronavirus uh, uh, pandemic that we're having worldwide. But man, we really need to open our eyes because this is really just the beginning of them wanting to push the new world order like never before. I mean, it's been being brought incremented you know, little by little. But right now, if you look like the last two months, things have been pushed so much, we don't even recognize our nation anymore. Yeah, we're, we're in quarantine, you know? I mean, it's all, it's so fun. It's like control. We're basically, let's, let's just call it what it is medical martial law. Well, right. that's where we're at at this moment. <laughs> let's right, let's go right. court to this side. Right. And I've heard this from personal source, from from personal friends and family. A lot mm-hmm. of people believe that, and Brother Daniel and Anthony, let me know if y'all agree with this. They're using this as a practice to see how much control they can get. Because mm-hmm. you know, Boogie used that earlier. You know, there's multiple uh, politicians and leaders in our world. That says, don't let a good crisis go to waste. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, hey, let's use this for medical, which we're going to play later on. Medical, uh, financial, and all that. Now, Bill Gates, which is surprising me, he's not a doctor. So I don't know why CNN and them's asking all these questions <laughs> about that. So there's something going he's on. He's got right money. There. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He got that. I think thing. if I had his money, I'd probably be on CNN too. Money uh, talk. Yeah. Right, right, right. But, um, yeah. but that's, that goes to the point of, Saying, do you think that they're practicing for some some kind of control and they're just using this as a practice run? Mm. Well, look what they've done. They shut down the greatest economy in the world, known to man, mm. the United States of America. We're at a standstill. Mm. Now, that speaks of volumes and that speaks of power. You know mm. what I mean? That's right. I mean, think about it. Right now, I mean, what do you think the percentage is, uh, is right now the workforce in America? I'm not sure, but it's not. It's not that high, is it? If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, well, you got to realize, I think 7.2 million people so far went file unemployment. That's what I heard, yeah. And then, you you know, I I would have to probably say, I don't have the numbers in front of me, 20 to 30% of the workforce is still there. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like us here in Louisiana, our restaurants are still open, but they can do takeout. Um, the, the business I'm in, construction, where we can go... And work in the houses and stuff. We can go and bring material. But after those houses that are being built right now are done, they can't get no new permit. So we're we're waiting for the day to say, oh, we can't do it. You know, so there's a lot of things going on. They're stopping mm-hmm. it slowly. Even that percentage that is still working, so it's going to come to a time where they're going to try to shut that down as well. I mean... Exactly. That's the way I believe. I think it's political too. It's of course a lot of it's one world government, but I think it's political too. They, I think you know, there's the other. I mean, the liberals, you know, the Democrats. I got a funny feeling they're they're getting desperate. You know, they they try to hurt Trump at every wave they could. So I think this is one of the, the thing they just looked. 
I don't know if they created it or they planned it, but they, when they came along said, Hey, this is a great opportunity. Let's use this to hurt the president and maybe get back of the country. Cause remember one of the, I was listening to some Francis and friends and they were saying something that made quite sense. They said when they started like telling people to quarantine and shut down, one of the first people they mentioned was the church. So that mm -hmm. kind of makes you wonder, could the church be a threat? And I think that's another reason why I believe God is going to take the church out when the time the Antichrist comes in. Because we hold back the Antichrist. We hold back the one world government. You know, we right. hold back the powers of darkness. So that should make us feel really like, hey, we're not special in a in a prideful way. But hey, you know, we, if our enemies fear us, you know, hey, that's something, we, you know, we... We, you know, hey, we got something going for now, us. Now, I'm going to play devil advocate right now, though. And look, mm -hmm. y'all both know me. I'm the most <laughs> Republican Republican you can find. But yeah. it's just not the Democrats using this for oh, their no, personal... Oh, Republicans uh, too. Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, mm -hmm. went ahead when this last stimulus package came about, told that they, uh, a certain company needed 2 to $3 million to make certain things. Mm-hmm. But to come to find out, last election they you, he they donated money to them, mm -hmm. so that's what you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Rush Limbaugh on this. Rush Limbaugh says, "Is this too many coincidences?" I believe he was the one that said it. You know, they 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 take these stimulus packages and give it to this certain company, that certain company, this certain company, and they can't they can't go in the treasury and take out donation money themselves. Mm -mm. So they give it to these companies and they go back and they turn around and give it like Planned Parenthood. They're giving multi-millions to Planned Parenthood right now mm -hmm. to kill babies. Right. What is essential for killing a baby on Planned Parenthood? Nothing. but And what that has to do with the coronavirus. Right, nothing. But yeah. Planned Parenthood donates to Nancy Pelosi, mm -hmm. Chuck Schumer. Um, probably going to donate to the Democrat nominee, whoever it is, he or mm -hmm. she is. Mm -hmm. So, And I say that she because... I don't believe Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. That's my personal opinion, but it's just, you have these, yeah. what does that got to do with it? And there's some, there's some, as they say in Cajun country, they can nod down here. Well, it's kind of like even the gay issue. Like they wanted that money for the gay issue too. What that has to do with the coronavirus. Then that's a whole point. The Kennedy center, the, the Kennedy center mm -hmm. didn't have nothing to do with the coronavirus. We, right. So, you know, and it, it goes to the point, I believe that they're using this to, First off, to ruin our economy. Power and money. Power and money. And then to do a test run of, in case something's about to happen to where they're going to tell everybody, hey, y'all got to stay in your houses and can't go home. They want to see how it works. Well, I heard one lady. Exactly. Saying, yeah. Go ahead, Brother Daniel. Exactly. And so I'm going to encourage our audience. There's nothing wrong with asking questions, all right? Mm -hmm. We're following rules. We're doing what they're telling us to do. But it doesn't hurt to ask questions. And I think that's the problem right now within our nation. People are not asking questions why we have to do what we have to do. You know, and that's what we need to do. Mm -hmm. We need to question things and say, why are you saying that? And give me the facts to prove what you're saying is true because we're not doing that. We're basically just walking like sheep, you know, being led wherever we need to go. You know, they want to mm -hmm. take us. And we need to be careful with that. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that the Constitution, as far as as far as our nation is very important mm -hmm. for our livelihood, for our mm -hmm. freedom, you know, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, you know, the, the right to bear arms. And we go on and on and on and on. And so, you know, you know, the American people have a right to question what's going on and to make sure that we can somehow keep the check and balances of what's going on. I'm not attacking my president. I pray for him. Amen. The Bible tells us to pray for, you know, for our, for our leaders in, in, in our governments and all that. But I'm just saying that there are certain ones in the government, if they have their way, they would have control over the nation. And oh, they would yeah. continue to have it like it's going right now, where they have everybody basically, basically right now, we are, it's like a model of socialism that's going on right now. We're at home, mm -hmm. you know, we're waiting, <laughs> we're waiting for a stimulus check. I mean, that's socialism. <laughs> so, so yeah, it is. Think about it, you know. And so, you know, we have to be careful with this. And the church had to know how to, uh, to pray about this and how to stand up when we need to stand up for certain things. Not trying to be, you know, rebellious or not trying to rock the boat, but to say, hey, we're sober, man. We're, we're, our eyes are open and we're watching everything. And if we feel like something's not right, we're going to call it out. We're going to call it out in front of you. And you're talking about questioning. 
Representative yeah. Clay Higgins, the third district here in Louisiana, when John B. Edwards was telling the church, hey, y'all cannot have churches. Mm-hmm. Clay mm-hmm. Higgins went ahead and wrote a letter, said, under the First Amendment, no matter if it's a pandemic, or not, you cannot stop a church service. It goes exactly. to Greg, Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott in, in uh, Texas, people were saying, oh, you have to close down the churches because all these people are going to get sick and all. And Greg Abbott said that I'm putting it under essential because mm-hmm. the church yep. is essential and where i heard it from the uh the radio guys like well no yeah we are essential. we're the church we need to be open but that's in the first amendment because them people question the 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 modern opinion mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. why i believe look like us our church had to drive in church service this weekend mm-hmm. right and we're having it next weekend we can do that we have the blessings from our local leaders to do it mm-hmm. as long as yeah we're stay- following we're following yeah, we're protocol. Following the law, yeah. And look, hey, we, we haven't had no problems that I'm aware of. No, no, no. no. So we've and, been following. Yeah. But but the thing is, like, I believe that when the election happened, I think it took the liberals for a big ride. Because as you can tell, when I was watching it that night, I'm not trying to get political, but you can just tell they were shocked because the church, country churches, or just churches, Christians went out there and they went vote. And so I feel that in the way they are scared, they know that if the church wakes up, you know, this, and that was just, I mean, that was just a little thing the church did. Can you imagine the church would really get out there and really do what it's supposed to? It, the election oh. night, we rock, I mean, we rock that, that, that we want Trump into office, the church. And so if that if we'd been doing what we're supposed to do, a lot of things would have been changed. Let's say, let's say like this, if the church, mm-hmm. Will present the gospel a lot better, like it did at night. <laughs> right. Well, no, no. It would. The thing of it is, the church right now, and I'm bringing up quotes that I had earlier. I heard earlier. If the church would understand the gospel mm-hmm. and present the gospel right, mm-hmm. it wouldn't just shake up election nights. Right. Right. It was. It abortion clinics will close. That's right. Mm-hmm. Bars will close because the thing of it is, the church ain't doing their job. Right. In presenting the gospel, because all it is, and it's even that right now, mm-hmm. they're having these services. Uh, I heard today that they have a church that wants to start a million dollar prayer chain. You pray, uh, you say to our father so many times, and that's going to end the pandemic and, and God's going to bless you. And the thing of it is, it's going against their all agenda because they're trying other things besides saying, Hey, look, look there's nothing wrong with a prayer chain. If y'all want to start a 24 hour prayer chain or a meeting person prayer chain, it there's nothing wrong with it, but it's a political thing mm-hmm. that, yeah. that means not political. It's a, they're trying to benefit from this coronavirus and they're trying to encourage people, but they're not presenting the gospel to them. Like we did the other night. Lord, look, church, wake up. Mm-hmm. This is a time of grace. The Lord is coming back. Y'all need to accept Christ in your heart. Y'all need to you need you need to understand the gospel. And we need to present the gospel to them. But a lot of churches ain't doing that. They're not they're not bringing no gospel. You know, I was uh, I remember Samuel. Remember when Samuel came to Saul, and 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 and, and uh, Samuel said, "Did you kill all the Melekites?" He said, "Well, I brought all the sheep and everything." And he said, "We have to make sacrifice to God." And Samuel said, "God wants obedience more than sacrifice." Right. And that's what the modern church is doing today. They're bringing all these things, but God wants repentance. He don't want right. sacrifice. He wants repentance. And that's this time, this time of grace. And not like we, and we pointed back to two weeks ago. And I know we're supposed to be talking about conspiracy theories, but it goes but it, with it. It goes with that. Yeah. Because the church, you know, behind it, look, we're telling y'all that look, Bill Gates. There's a lot of things that he's doing behind the scenes. It's falling out to where the political parties of our nation, political parties of the world, they're trying to say, well, look, we can use this for our advantage to get things across. Mm-hmm. But what is the church doing? Mm-hmm. You know, right. like we, we're in quarantine right now. We have to be at our houses, but this is the time we should have revival right now. Right. Cause mm-hmm. people have time to pray. They got time to read. They got time to see the word. And it's that's where's the church. That's right. Where's the thing the is, is that like the Lord gave me the message the other Wednesday night, that we are like Jonah, and right now, basically, everything's just shut down for a reason. You know, we talked about the dark side of why it's being shut down. Well, let's come back on the other side to the light. The bottom line is, is that Jesus wants to prepare that church. I'm talking about those that truly understand the gospel, you know, that truly understand, you know, that we're saved by grace, you know, by, through faith, that he's preparing a people 
so that when we come out like Jonah was paid out of the fish, we're going to proclaim the gospel with power yep. and love and compassion. You know, I said that we needed to repent, and I'm still in my closet repenting about certain things. There's certain things that God's dealing with my heart right now, now that we have this time uh, to really seek Him. So we need to take advantage of this time right now. You know what? Whatever the other side is doing, we're exposing that right now. We're seeing what they're doing. We're seeing their agenda. We're seeing where this leads. But like you said right now, what is the church doing? The church needs to be praying and fasting right now. And this doesn't mean just to stand still. We're still going to try to help people right now, even this time is going on. But there is going to come a time where the Lord's going to open the door. The Lord's going to permit these doors to be open. In other words, the church is going to be spit out of the fish's mouth and see what we're going to do about Nineveh. Nineveh uh, typifies the world, right? Who who, made, who built the city of Nineveh? It was Nimrod. Mm-hmm. So right. that's the type that's of right. the world and the type of Babylon. We're in the last days, you know, times right now. So that's showing us how critical this time is right now. So I'm excited, brother. On that part, I know that there are some brothers and sisters, you, me, and everyone else. There are those that are in their closet right now. They're praying. They're seeking the Lord with all their heart. And when the Lord opens these doors for us, I believe God is going to move in a mighty way. Well, We're going to be able to shake this world with the gospel. I'm going to bring up Daniel because you were just talking about repentance. You're in your prayer closet. And look, hey, there was some stuff that the Lord dealt with me today that I had to take care of. And I took care of it. And thank the Lord. I, I have the discerning of the spirit to take care of it. And But his Holy Spirit is leading me. But look at Daniel. I believe it's Daniel chapter 9. When Daniel started looking at the dates and started seeing, he said, whoa. It's about mm-hmm. that time. It's getting close to where Israel's going to go back to Jerusalem. Amen. What did Daniel do? Daniel didn't go tell all the people, hey, we're getting, we're getting, we gotta get ready to go. Y'all, we got, hey, look, God, we're about to go back to Jerusalem. He went in his prayer closet. He put on sackcloth and ashes. And he went and prayed and he was saying, Lord, forgive me and uh, my yeah, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forgive us mm-hmm. because we have sinned. Now, if you read the book of Daniel, you study the book of Daniel. Daniel was a great man of God. That is the book of Revelation of the Old Testament. Daniel was clear when he said it. He's, but he was saying, Lord, forgive me. And because Daniel was putting himself in that category. And we need to go in our prayer closet and say, Lord, forgive us. What you said? Well, no, I've seen every I've seen in my lifetime and I probably sin every day. And that's why we say, Lord, forgive us. Mm-hmm. But Lord, forgive mm-hmm. us as a church. I'm including myself in the church because I'm part of the body of Christ. And that's what Daniel did. Daniel went ahead and said, Lord, forgive us. And the Lord showed Daniel marvelous things in the, in the book of Daniel. Exactly. And so, you know, we see, we see where things are going. And I'm telling you, brothers, I'm telling you, when we come out of this, this fish's mouth, you're going to see a distinction between the false church mm-hmm. and the real church of Jesus Christ. You're going to see it even more. You're going to have people that are in the Babylonian system promoting the vaccines, promoting, you know, let's do this and that. And then you're going to have God people saying, no, nah, I'm not agreeing with that. I'm going to follow the Lord. And so we're going to see, we're definitely going to see even more of a distinction prior or after this, after we come out of this. And who knows what we're going to face after this, but there is going to be a distinction. There, the Lord is testing our hearts right now, brother, in our closet. He's testing those in the American church to see but we are going to repent and let go of some of those things that we were doing wrong prior to this, or are we just going to go back to the things after we come out? I'm sorry to say this. No, I'm not sorry. What I mean to say is that people in America, and even some of the church say, man, I can't wait till we get back to normal. And I understand it. In my heart, I feel that too. Because we really say, God, we are praying that your will comes out of this right. whole situation. Your hands upon it. it. Wouldn't it be more wise to pray, God, let your will be done? What you're trying to teach us right now, what you're trying to instruct in us right now, what you're trying to show us to do right now before we go out again. You know, we have to we have to lay it before the Lord and say, Lord, we want your will. You know how many times do we say that? You know, we walk by faith and not by sight. And we're like, you know, Lord, I, you know, I don't need to understand like the said, I just need to hold your hand. But some of us are not doing that. We're like, Lord, I want it now. I want this mm-hmm. in now. And you know what? We need to just say, okay, Lord, you're, you're teaching us something. You're doing something within the church. Now help us to trust you. 
And when the time is right, you're going to open the doors again, and we're going to go full out because that's what mm. he wants. What was Jonah doing? When Jonah ran from the Lord, he, he was supposed to be doing the great commission, but he ended up doing the great omission, which is no effect. That's what the word omission means. Mm-hmm. It's none effect. It's not, it, you can, it's not workable. You know what I mean? And then to the great commission was basically saying that you've been a, given authority to proclaim something and you're representing someone else in that authority. So praise God on that. Now I'm going to go to a point though, brother Dan, you just said something that we're ready for to go back to normal. What if the next pandemic or a next disease comes out and this is our new normal for this? See, that's what a lot exactly. of people don't really, because look, that's part of the conspiracy theories too. And I'm going back to that point. Christians need to realize this might be a new normal for us. Mm-hmm. This might be when they're going to go ahead and every, if you have a hundred people die in a day, oh my goodness, this pandemic, this new pandemic, the, 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 the mosquito flu. We don't know what it's going to be next, but the government, they, they have set a new standard for this stuff. And as Christians, we need to keep our eyes open. And as we said tonight, we need, what we're going to do after this, when everything does go back to semi-normal. And a lot of people say, well, you're, you're going off the tracks. No, we're not. Because the reason why we're saying this is because we, like I said earlier, we hold the darkness back. I mean, as a mm-hmm. church, I mean, I'll tell you true right now, it'd be out for the Bible and it'd be out for our constitution we would be in we'd be like a communist country. We'd probably be like Russia or China or Cuba mostly, because these liberals are pushing us to be more like Cuba than anything else. And look at this, look at the stuff that's going on over there. I mean, for Pete's sakes, they gotta come get their doctors over here, you know. And they have sources of the best. As well. Yeah, they they so they they claim to have the best. They're supposed to have a paradise over there. Communism and the one world government. They. And, and the people they're 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 behind them, most in the movie industry, they portray like it's the paradise on earth. We're gonna spread right. the wealth. We're gonna we're gonna be isn't be justice for all. We have the UN court. You know we're gonna have. Mm-hmm. I mean it's gonna be peace on earth without Christ. You know I heard my pastor say one time they had a statue, and I think it's from Isaiah when it says that they will take their swords and they will break their swords asunder because there'll be no more mm-hmm. war. Well, the problem is it talks about the son of men. If you look at the UN statue, the son of man is out. So what they're saying is we're going to bring peace, not Christ. And it goes to, Amen, the, point, my brother. It goes to the point for world government, though. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's, yep. you know, they're not wasting this crisis. Oh, no. They're, they're passing a lot of agendas because there's a lot of things going on besides mm-hmm. coronavirus that's not being into the, in the news. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. they're trying to push their agenda of a one world order. That's mm-hmm. what it's leading to. Everything mm-hmm. that we talked about tonight, mm-hmm. podcast audience, is leading to a one world order, which means that the Lord is coming back soon. And as believers, we need to be, we that's the good news. And little brother Brandon said it uh last Sunday at our service. Mm-hmm. He said he's coming back. And he's going to have on his chest the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when he opens his mouth, the two-edged sword is going to come out. Oh, <laughs> the two-edged sword is going to come out. Uh-huh. And that that's the good news. He's coming back. Yeah. And and, and the thing is, if you ever want to go study the one world order, go study Daniel and the gospel. Of, uh, go study Daniel and Revelations. They will explain to you the, the ten last toes of the, uh, the kingdom of iron and clay. Go study that that it's coming, Amen. and of course we know a stone that's gonna come without hand, and it will break the statue's feet. So the one world government will happen, and you look through leaders throughout history. Matter of fact, we're gonna be playing a video. I'm pretty sure after all, where we can have proof of, you know, world leaders saying we need crisis to build this one world government. And if you want, you can. Yeah, we can go ahead and play around because right we kind of we kind of short on time. Yeah, as Boogie said, we we've been saying that the whole thing. They have not been letting a crisis go about. This is Emmanuel, chief of staff of Obama, back in two thousand nine, yeah. I believe, or eight. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. I think America as a whole in 1973 and 1974, not just my view, but obviously the administration, missed the opportunity to deal with the energy crisis that was before us. For a long time, our entire energy policy came down to cheap oil. This is an opportunity, what used to be long-term problems, be they in the healthcare area, 
energy area, education area, fiscal area, tax area, regulatory reform area, things that we had postponed for too long that were long-term are now immediate and must be dealt with. And this. All right, now that was uh, Emmanuel, the chief of staff of Obama back in the day when President Obama was there, but it sounds like today, doesn't it? <laughs> it sounds like he was talking about that yesterday. And oh, nice. it's, they, they're using crisis right now to get their agenda passed, which we've been saying that throughout the whole podcast. Amen. Amen. And and uh, it tells you right there. And then the next clip we're going to show is uh, everybody's going to know her name. We ain't going to mention her name yet, but you listen to it, you're going to find out her who's this. Staff for President Obama was it is an old friend of, of mine and my husband's and was in the White House when, when Bill was there. And, and he said, you know, uh, never waste a good crisis. Never <laughs> waste a good crisis. Yep, that's what they said. And, you know, someone told me a long time ago, they said, you know, Hillary Clinton mentioned that. So when I looked through the YouTube and I found that, I said, oh, wow, they're right. So it proves right there that our leaders for years secretly are been using crisis to push their agenda. They could, they want, they want to make disciples. They want to make, they want to make followers. So, Hey, what's a better way of making disciples or followers when scaring them to death, scaring them to death. Right. So, and the bottom line is you're talking all secular and political. And then, yes, they're the superior. But what about the religious aspect of it? And that's where Rome comes in and the Pope. Right. There's a lot of connections because he's even involved with his book and, what he's been doing lately, you know, pushing about is, uh, what is, uh, what were you saying earlier? The, well, uh, climate change order. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that they're pushing. So, um, he's yeah. someone we didn't bring up tonight, didn't we? But I did bring him up a little bit. So, well, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of mm -hmm. things we could have dove into for tonight. Uh, unfortunately our time is about to end mm. again for another week. And, um, brother Daniel, Brother Anthony, thank you all. No problem. As always, we're proud to be. Hopefully, pretty soon, we will be all together again. But like right now, I said, we're practicing social distancing. <laughs> um, we have to see Brother Daniel on a cell phone. <laughs> so, hey, man. A new but, way of communicating. Hey, that's all, that's all it's about. But yeah. um, All right, guys, as we go ahead and wrap this up tonight, any final thoughts? I'd like to read a scripture real quick. It says, Revelation chapter 18, verse 4 goes like this. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, and, and that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plague. Another two more scriptures say this. It says, and this is found in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. And the Lord said, But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them, and because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then he said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenty, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And last of all, Matthew chapter 28, verse um, 18 through 20 says, And Jesus came and spake unto him, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and though I am with you. Always, even unto the end of the age. So I'd like to just say this right now real quick. We are to separate ourselves to the world system so point, not isolation. Mm -hmm. Our goal should be souls, amen, because Christ has given us the great commission. And I believe this time when we come out again, that there's going to be a fire in the church. We've, we've spoken about some negative stuff tonight, but there's still going to be hope no matter what, that Jesus' church is going to go on no matter what, not even the gates of hell should prevail against it. Yeah. So that's something that we look forward, and you're right. The King is coming. Audience, hear that. Jesus is coming one day. Prepare your heart to do what he's calling you to do Amen. and serve him with all your heart and reach out to those around you that don't know the gospel, that are walking mm -hmm. in darkness. And we need to do it. Amen? Praise God. Well, it says in the Bible that when the end times come, Jesus said, look up for your redemption, draw nigh. nigh. So as we see that the, the, it's going to get worse because the Bible said it's going to be like the tribulation period and these things are talking about. It's like a woman who's in labor. It don't happen right away, but it takes its time. The labor gets powerful. It gets stronger and stronger until finally 
the bag buses and the baby comes. So these things we're seeing tonight, there it's slowly coming. It's the burp pains right now. So it's coming. It's uh, it's been on the work for years, but I think it's getting as we get into the end. Demonic forces are gonna get stronger and stronger, and the and the Antichrist and the spirit of the Antichrist is gonna come more to effect. Amen. Well, look, guys, thank y'all for coming out again this week. We're like I said, we're gonna do this until they tell us we can't do it no longer. That's right. All right, guys, this was um, a great opportunity for us. As I said in our uh, live streams through Facebook, keep us in prayer. Um, we're not a multi-million dollar ministry. Uh, we're not, sometimes I don't feel we even a $2 ministry, but we try to go ahead and we let the Lord do what he wants to do. When we felt led to do this podcast, this is what we wanted to do. We emphasize on Bible prophecy topics that people don't normally want to talk about and conspiracy theories. And we just touched the surface tonight. Oh yeah, uh, We got a few more weeks left to go. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe they might call everything off this week and praise God. But uh, until next time, I'm Isaac. With Pastor Daniel and Brother Anthony, we were your brothers just searching tonight. Keep us in prayer. Look us up on Facebook and write us some good reviews on your podcast platform that you listen us to. You have a good night. Amen. Yeah,